Joan Hogan welcoming you to the Prairie Dock Radio Program. Rick Holm, our Prairie Dock, is in the studio ready to answer your questions of a medical nature. Dr. Holm's specialty is internal medicine. He's a physician with the Avira Medical Group Brookings. He's a clinical professor at the University of South Dakota Sanford School of Medicine. And he's also affiliated with South Dakota State University as he is conducting uh, medical research with the university. Good morning, Dr. Holm. Good morning, Joan Holm. And he's now a member of the South Dakota Hall of Fame. Or will be well, as of Saturday, yeah. Friday. Is it Friday night or Saturday? Saturday night. Saturday night. Okay. Congratulations. Yes, good to be you. here. Thank you, good ma'am. Good to be with you. Thank you. Very good. It's a, it's an honor, and it's humbling. And, uh, you know, you'd, there's a million ways of, of looking at it. You know, well, thank you to all of these people, uh, you know, because everything that you anybody is is a result of all of the, the feedback and the love and the support that you've got all the way from the beginning. I mean, I, I was trying to think about who needs to be thanked, and I started listing all my grade school teachers, you know, one by one. <laughs> the list could get long. Oh, Start with a kindergarten teacher. She was a winner. Right? My son listened to me. He says, a very nice thank you speech, but the truth of the matter is the best thank you speeches are those that motivate people to do something, uh, you know, because that's why you're being honored. It's something that you're doing, and they're trying to encourage people to be doing some of that. So I changed a lot of it, cut out all these grade school teachers and every, uh, I listed every relative and friend and family member and. I got a clue for you. The only one you do not forget is your wife. I've, I've left her in. Okay. <laughs> you can dump all the others. Don't dump your I've wife. I've left my, okay. my wife and my, my uh, brother-in-law, Bill, okay. who, who's here. Uh, Bill and Becky are here visiting from Florida. It's a joy to have them uh, as guests and uh, an honor that they would make it here to do this. Uh, they've been traveling on a boat that's trailerable, but it's a big ocean boat, really. It's a, it's a cabin cruiser, kind of a ocean boat. Um, and they brought that to the Midwest? And they brought it to the Midwest. <laughs> they've been, three and a half years, they've been traveling throughout the United States, oh. up the East Coast, up. Uh, through all the lakes of the of the country, they were going to be in uh, on the Missouri, but they've had some trouble with the um, the motor. So they 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 spent the last three weeks camping in Wyoming and Glacier National Park, and you know. Uh, so they're three years on the road. They, three and a half years. They decided on the road. this when they both retired, I'm sure. Yeah. And uh, it's a it's amazing thing. To, oh, it, to and decide to do it, and they're still doing other. it. Yeah. And they're together, <laughs> just the two of them. Huh? Camping, they can, they can handle the boat all right. Oh, they don't yeah. need extra help with no, the, no, no, man. They're about as a, as competent of people that you'll mm-hmm. ever meet. You know, they know every way of handling every problem, and uh, so it's well, the Missouri River is a tough one to boat on with all the big barges. You have to really know what you're doing I, there. I suppose. I'm, Mark you know, Twain would tell you about Mark it. Mark would tell us yes, that. Yes, he we would. Should, <laughs> Mark Twain. Twain. What does that mean, Bob? They would measure the depth with a rope and a weight, and they would throw it off while you were in the shallows because the sandbars would change with the current, and so sometimes those paddle boats would run upon them, and the guy in the front of the boat would drop it over and yell, Mark Twain, three! And they would know that each knot represented six feet, so that meant 18 foot of depth then. Why does he know all this stuff? I thought I'd throw that out. And you knew he had the exact And Samuel Clemens, who is Mark Twain, made the, the pseudonym 
Sudanam, Sudanim. Use that name. Uh, Mark Twain, because it's you know one of those great riverboat stories. One of my favorite sayings of his also was, "97 percent of all statistics are made up." I love that. 97 <laughs> percent of all statistics are made up. Mark Twain. You so, revisited his home in Connecticut last week. Oh, we you were did? visiting our daughter in you Boston, did. and she said, "How about I know Dad loves that Ed has read everything Mark Twain ever wrote." As I've read many of them, but Ed really got in a Mark Twain kick. So it was fascinating. You think of him from Hannibal, Missouri, and Ed's from Missouri. So, of course, he felt that hometown twinge with yeah. Mark Twain, but loved his writing anyways. But he spent 18 years in Connecticut in this home, in his beautiful home. He designed it himself. Just lovely. Really? Yeah. Neat house. So he's to visit. kind of an interesting dude, isn't he? Oh, guy? he was. Well, uh, you know, today we're going to talk about orthopedic issues because tomorrow night is the show. Uh, with Mark Harlow. Uh, Dr. Harlow is an orthopedist from Rapid City and is going to drive on his own dime all the way out here. And uh, this will be our first live show of the season, although we've already done two shows, uh, which will be uh, run during December break when the kids are all gone and we've lost our camera people. But um, Mark Harlow will be the guest. And he's just a very interesting man. You know, a very tall uh presence a handsome guy walks in the room you know you 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 feel the presence of somebody who has uh uh you know he kind of fills the room with his personality some people have that personality they yeah. walk in a room and just take it over yeah, I, a, per, a perfect example is calla hogue you know calla calla when she you walks just in know the room she's there you know you lift your head up and you go Somebody important just came in, you know what I mean? <laughs> There's Kella, right? <laughs> but uh, Mark Harlow will be our guest, and uh, his story will come out. Part of what he's done in his retirement is to spend uh, a, a significant amount of time on, I'm not sure which uh, uh, Indian reservation in South Dakota, but he goes to the Indian reservations to, to provide uh, care. Uh, and you know just the ethics of a giver like that is really great so well, it'd be wonderful we'll, to have him on and it'll we'll, be a live program tomorrow night on south dakota public television at seven o'clock and i thought we would talk about orthopedic issues here after this coming up we break. certainly could we're going to take our first break we'll be back right after this word welcome back to prairie doc radio we're happy to have you listening today i'm joan hogan in the studio with me is dr rick holm who is very happy to talk to you about medical issues. If you have a question, give us a call at 692-1430. And right now we're going to discuss orthopedics because tomorrow night on South Dakota Public Television, Dr. Holmes' first program of the season will be with Dr. Mark Harlow, who is an orthopedic surgeon in Rapid City. So who did your knee, Joan? Dr. Luby of Sioux Falls did my knee. And actually, you kind of directed me to him two years ago when I knew I was having a problem with my wrist, and he did um, carpal tunnel on my wrist two years ago. And so this time, um, I just thought, I'm not going to anyone else. I just thought the guy's great, and he did a great he's, job. He's another one of those people that fills the room when he, he comes he in. Does. He's a very impressive guy. He does. Good-looking uh, guy and impressive, both. Yeah, I am. Um, you I, may not have noticed, but yeah. for women, he's a good-looking guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, it's not been one of those. Not a big thing for you. No, you know, no, just a good friend. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we all established. Well, he's been on your show a few times, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we've established, you know, you, you establish referral uh, deals. I refer to uh, people from the Sanford uh, system, and I refer people to, from the OI system, which is separate from Avera. Not to say that I don't refer people to to Avera. Probably they're my primary referral place. 
uh, because, um, and I just, I'm, I have to say, I've been thinking about that this week. Uh, uh, I was writing um, some things about what's wrong with medicine. And one of the things that I wrote about was the, how the systems don't get along. And, you know, one of the things that happened recently, and I just say this, uh, the Dakota Care thing, Avera was really trying to do the right thing there. And I don't know how it, it may come off on the advertisers and the PR, uh, how you, you pull it or, or uh, one way or the other. But I have appreciated when Avera makes big decisions. They generally... Uh, they come down on you're the side referring of the to something that we may not know what you're talking about right well Dakota care was uh, in di- big trouble because it decided to try to do the public to provide uh, one of the options that are available through uh, the uh, what is it called the the uh, when you when you have trouble getting insurance so you go to the government source and you look on the internet and you pick out your your insurance right uh, in dakota care would and be one dakota of them. care went that route well it was a bad choice and uh they just basically lost all the reserves to or enough of the reserves so the state insurance company uh, uh state insurance uh uh people in peer government looking at insurance said you're going to have to find have some to money stop this come up and with some so, cash and Avera uh, backed them up. Avera backed them up Good. and when there was an opportunity for everybody to be, get into Dakota Care, you know, so could Sanford and uh, so could Rapid City Regional, Rapid Regional or Regional, um, uh, uh, Sanford decided not to, uh, leaving this one option that we have in our state that is all doctors of the state open. Um, that closed it and so i mean i'm just i'm just miffed there's times when you 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 feel angry about certain systems and i suppose it's part of the systems back and forth and so on and so forth but i will say and i'm just saying this as an opinion this is my opinion and of course i'm employed by avera but i was i'm i appreciate time and time again they come out uh with a christian base you know uh, and and they it seems to be that the the sisters who oversee it uh, uh, keep their foot to, uh, you know to the fire and saying you are going to do the right thing. This and, is the right thing to do. And right. they have done it. Well, I say that as a good Methodist. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. You know. I'm uh, speaking to a good Catholic lady. Well, so. our son-in-law's uh, father has been on the board of uh, Dakota Care for a number of years. He lives in Aberdeen and he's a banker, but he is also a member of, now I'm gonna embarrass myself, I can't think of his church, um, First Church of God. Nothing to do with the Catholic Church, but he has lived in Aberdeen his entire adult life and thought, those sisters really know what they're doing. He was so impressed with them that when they asked him to be on the board, he has been, and he's been president of the board for and he has, you don't have to be Catholic to appreciate what Avera is doing. Avera is Christian-based. It's that simple. Um, it's an interesting thing. I was having a conversation with a gentleman who spends his, once a month, he goes to Tuesday, once a month on Tuesday nights, he doesn't sing with us. He goes to Sioux Falls, and he works with the penitentiary chap, uh, psychiatrists to, uh, in a group therapy with the prisoners. Uh, he's a good guy. 
and uh, <clears throat> but he's very religious. Um, and we were talking, uh, and you know, uh, I'm kind of not that way. I I am a liberal religious person. You know what I mean? And uh, uh, we have a kind of a progressive uh, Sunday adult Sunday school in the Methodist basement. You know, which many of this is a you know this is our our deal. And we study all sorts of different religions and all different philosophies and kind of meld it together and it's very interesting but anyway uh he was saying um uh how he he the psychiatrist was glad to have him there because uh uh there's religious base to it now you know uh the uh, i said to him you know i w have worked with teen challenge for years and years because i'm their kind of go-to guy when they have a new person and they need a medical, a bit of a free medical advice, so they call me, and I'm readily there to, to help them if I can. But because Teen Challenge is a religious-based Very religious-based right. deal. Well, you take, if you look at success in our society about helping to pe trying to help people who are uh, in that realm of drug abuse or alcohol abuse or, you know, the, the recidivism with almost every program is... You know, I mean, you, your chances of being successful with those kinds of programs are very poor as a rule. You know, if you get 10% or 20%, you know, you're feeling like you've, you've been pretty good. But they do much better. Teen Challenge does. Teen Challenge does much better. And this gentleman who goes to the pen uh, and I were saying, well, whatever church it is that you believe in, there is a God-centered or a spiritual center that seems to bring people around. And some of that, in my mind, is um, not to be hyper-religious or anything. It's just to say, it's not about me. It's, it's something that has to bring the human being around to realize it's about others, that m allows them to get off their me, me, me thing. And that's what I think drugs naturally do. I think they, they just, it's just all about the person. And, uh, and that's what destroys a lot of people with alcohol or with uh, uh, any kind of narcotics or you and know, that's why marijuana or whatever drug it is that you're overdoing. It's and a spiritual-centered program will be more effective than the one that is not. And it, it, it's one of those, uh, another time in, that you can say, here is proof that a, you know, a community of churchgoer people type of a thing whether uh you know you have to swallow the whole deal or not that type of a thing helps people i mean it helps people in the end of life it helps people wh who's lost somebody in their family uh most of the time there is a we're here with you and we care about you kind of a thing that comes with that church going so it's not important. to not to say that you know you need to believe in one particular uh you don't have to type. be methodist to go to heaven is that the deal uh, yeah okay um, <laughs> and you could even be you know muslim or or hindu or i mean i mean that. let's put right. it this way i mean who, who who has the uh who has the direct connection huh so uh but i believe that this that the religious faith is a basis for a lot of good things for us you've got bob and i in agreement with you and we're going to take our next break we'll be back right after these words
Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. You know, Dr. Holm and I said at the opposite, at outset of this program, we might be talking about uh, Orth- orthopedic. Are, you, are we moving from religion we're moving to knee surgery? From it. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to go back <laughs> to orthopedic. That? And the Let's reason we're going back is tomorrow night, Dr. Holm will be doing his live program on call with the Prairie Doc uh, at 7 o'clock, South Dakota Public Television. And his guest will be Dr. Mark Harlow, a Rapid City orthopedic physician who is working with Native Americans. Do you do you know, or you'll probably ask tomorrow night, if there is more incidence of need for orthopedic surgery with Native Americans, or is it about the same? Um, I think that the the greatest problem uh, with knees and hips really comes with inactivity in humans, whether you're Indian or Irish or Scandahuvian. Uh, if you're an inactive person, you sit on that couch, your bones are going to, and joints and cartilage uh, are going to all go to crap. You need to be active. It's activity that keeps the thing deal going. Uh, you know, you talk about if you don't use it, you lose it. There it is. Uh, so if you're going to have a take-home message that I would give anyone about knee surgery, it is... You've got to have those muscles working before you go to surgery. You've got to be in condition so that you have something to put those muscles and those uh, ligaments together uh, with. Now, what they've done in in your case is they didn't cut a ligament or a muscle. They separated it out. They put in the new parts, and without cutting the muscles and the ligaments and so on and so forth, they slipped it back, and then you you didn't have to deal with all the... Uh, the pain that goes. I mean, it's just amazing what they've been able to do, you know, uh, in repairing. It's been so, so many improvements, and I'm living proof. I couldn't be more pleased. We had a caller with a question as you were talking, and it has to do with this, too. And it's swe- this caller has swelling behind the knee and below the knee in front of the leg. What would be causing that, and what can you do for that swelling? Well, swelling in the leg is, uh, there's a myriad of causes. The biggest cause of swelling is vein problems. Uh, People have venous insufficiency, and so varicose vein trouble. There is another thing that can happen behind the knee in the popliteal space is what is called a baker's cyst. A baker's cyst is uh, named after a guy named Baker, not because he baked bread or anything. Okay. It's because it's he. Funny name. It, it's a baker's right. cyst, and um, and what it is is there's a lot of swelling in the joint, and so the uh, what is usually a non-space is the sac that lines the bottom and the top of the joint that's filled with just a little bit of lubricant so that that sac can move back and forth and and your knee can move without any friction. There's some friction happening. Maybe there's gout in there, gouty gouty, uh, 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 crystals, or there's arthritic changes, or there's degeneration, or there's been a trauma. And so it fills with juice. So you don't have that nice uh, mucousy, slippery lubricant you have Swelling. Swelling. You have juice. You have fluid. And the fluid gets so tight that it pooches out. And so you have a cyst that extends, you know, an outpouching like a inner tube that's bulging out in a direction. And it bulges out backwards. And sometimes that can rupture and cause terrible inflammation in the back of the leg. 
it and people will come in with this acute severe inflammation in the calf and or the lower leg sometimes in the front of the lower leg and then you'll go oh it's a ruptured baker's cyst or it's a blood clot to the lower leg uh, or you know it's an infection uh, so there's a differential that you have to deal with. Well, for this patient, this person calling in, I listening to what you're saying, I think the best advice is they need to get in and have it seen by a physician. Uh, you know, certainly a clot is a life-threatening deal because a percentage of that. those clots go up to the lung and then that'll kill you. Uh, if it's an infection, uh, then you, you're, you're in trouble with that too because uh, it can, it'll only spread. If it's a venous uh, problem uh, and it's, or, or it could be heart failure. So there's a lot of reasons that your legs can and swell. And so I think almost every one of those needs to be seen. Okay, so we're glad you called in and the most important thing is make that appointment now. Don't put it off. Right, and it was kind of fun to talk about a Baker's cyst. A Baker's Thanks cyst. Thanks for the opportunity. Right. <laughs> if that's fun. Good. Yeah, I had fun. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. You know, um, I was thinking about this program before we came on and thought, this we're getting up to flu shots in flu season. Do we wait another month, or would you fill people in on when to get them? Well, the peak season, on average, is like mid-January. So people say, well, if you're going to bet the averages, don't take it early uh, in September because it'll be waning in its ability to protect you by the time January or February if it's a late March uh, flu season kind of like it was this year then you know you lose your effectiveness I uh, on the other hand the year before it came real early so it's kind of hard it's a sh it's a shot in the dark what what I generally uh, used to say uh, is Halloween is the perfect time for the flu shot and I kind of like to follow, you know, the, the, the news. If you're hearing that the flu is starting to pop up elsewhere throughout the country, go right in and get that. If you haven't heard any, there's then not any flu shot, Halloween? wait until Halloween. But I don't think I'd go any further uh, out than, you know, uh, Halloween. Okay. The other thing that has been in the news recently is the, of course, is the... Um, Virus, the West Nile virus. We know Zika virus is is throughout the country, but especially in South Dakota, we have the West Nile virus, and it's really peaked in the past few weeks, hasn't it? We are the highest per inc per capita of uh, incidence of West Nile virus in the country. South Dakota is the highest in the country. It's killed people, uh, and those darn mosquitoes. I mean, we seem to have more per capita here than Minnesota, Nebraska, North Dakota, Wyoming, Montana, our surrounding states. What so can we do? Don't get bit. Okay. And you know the I, I you know I, we've been I brilliant was at, advice, Rick. Don't get don't bit. get bit. You know I was at the lake and I we came in on a we were sailing a beautiful evening, sun was setting. And, you know, we could kind of, oh, let's say, let's go back and forth a little bit longer. We came in just as sun uh, was setting. Sun was setting and Ooh. the bugs just uh, attacked. And so, you know, you get a few bites and you go, okay, I should have, I should have, should have. It isn't that hard to just have um, on your motorboat, your fishing boat, your 
your camper trailer, you know, wherever, wherever it is you happen to be outside. When you're, you know, when you're going out to do the garden, don't take any chances. You know, spray on that stuff, and it's a whole lot uh, safer to take the risks that might come with the mis- the DEET in the spray than uh, would come uh, with the West Nile, which can cause severe. Do we have to problems. wait for the first frost for that? scare to be over or probably really Mm -hmm. that that long so you think september's here we don't have to worry about west now wrong 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 mosquitoes if you can if you can get bit by mosquitoes then you can you can get west nile and we've got the highest in a rate of infected mosquitoes in this area not a good thing we need to take a break we'll be back right after these words Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. We just have a few minutes remaining, and we began the program by talking about uh, orthopedic surgery, and we should probably close it talking yeah. about orthopedic t- surgery. T- tell us about your rehabilitation. Uh, well, sure. when you are when you do have uh, hip or knee replacement, probably shoulder replacement too, you're sent home with exercises to do, but also a schedule to meet a uh, physical therapist. So I met my physical, I did some exercises immediately and uh met my physical therapist yesterday and i see chuck mccullough who is probably the finest young man in brookings no i really <laughs> like chuck a lot and he is the uh a good guy he is the physical therapist at the brookings clinic there's also physical therapy numerous places in town you know you can and they seem to be good you people. can go I to like anyone you like i just happen well. to know chuck and like chuck and so i was glad i went and um he filled me in on the things to do and uh, worked with me yesterday. And he said, you're kind of a poster girl for knee replacement. You're doing everything fine. It's really going well. I said, I couldn't be happier. I'm, I'm pleased too. How much bend do you have? Do you have a... a- well, he said, um, we want to get you to 90 degrees one way. And he said, you're at 80. And he said, we want to get you your knee flat. You know, when it's... When it's, when it's extended. Extended and you're already there. So he said, this is kind of unusual. Um, and I said, well, I'm, I will skip the uh, thing Thursday night because I don't need to be in that crowd. You know, the, right. But I said, I can't miss the opening game. He said, bring the walker. You really don't need it anymore. But a walker lets people know, keep away from me. I said, yeah. okay, I, I will bring the walker. The I'm walker really says, doing pretty well. Yeah. But he said, if you just have a cane, they could still knock you over. You got a walker and they really do avoid you. I said, okay. I'm coming in with my walker. That's I don't. A good, I good bit of you know. Advice. I use the walker like the first two days. I don't feel like I need it much anymore. Yeah, you don't have it. Have I don't it. have it with me. I brought a cane with me. Okay. But at the football game on Saturday, I will have my but walker. But if you had a cane, you could swing it at people. That's yeah, the, that's the, true. The that's true. And you can always put a little crowds. vial of some kind of a drink within the cane. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I'll be all right. With these it. drugs I'm on, I don't uh, enjoy my nightly wine. I can tell you that. But overall, the uh, rehab is going fine. I'm very happy with the surgery and with the rehab. Great. Good things. That's an important thing, and the rehab is so very important. Thank you for, for uh, coming to work today and uh, being the host. Well, I'm glad to be here, and I hope all of you have enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program. We'll listen again for next week for Prairie Doc. And uh, right now, I just want to thank Dr. Holm for being with us and look forward to your First live program tomorrow night will be sitting in front of the tube instead of going to that live concert. 
25,000 people at that concert yeah, tomorrow that'll night. That'll be interesting. That'll be amazing. I'm going to do the amazing. show instead. That's Thanks. about how many people are going to be down for your induction into the South Dakota. Oh, Hall. I don't about know. About 25,000. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> now that they know. My family have all come in. So How uh, nice. That's, that's nice. Well, we're Thank very you. happy for you. Wonderful weekend for you. Thank you, Joan. Thank you, Bob. And stay healthy out there, people.